Psycho Steve presents. Hey guys and girls, this is Psycho Steve and you're listening to my podcast, a weekly podcast called Hair Today, Gone Tomorrow and I'm very, very fortunate and blessed to have Mr. Bourne England on my show today. How are you today, Bourne? Oh, I'm doing great. Yeah. Excellent. I'm in California and uh, that's why I can't complain, you know. Awesome. <laughs> another day. Right on. What part of California yeah. are you in? I'm in Southern California. I'm in Los Angeles. Nice. So, yeah. Okay. As yeah. you know, as we all know, you are not a native Californian. You are from Sweden. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So yep. that's where I was born, born and raised, and came here when I was uh, 21. Actually, I've been here uh, the majority of my life, and uh, you know, it's been great. It's been, I've had a good ride. So right on. It's great. Sweet. So every, a lot of people know you from playing with Dio. Ingve, Steve Vai, uh, Tony McAppline, and a bunch of other people. So I'm just going to dive into it. Uh, how long have you been playing bass? Or have you started off another instrument and then evolved to playing a bass? Or No, you know what? I, I went straight to bass and okay. I was 13 years old. And I'm kind of glad I did because it's, it's the sort of thing where, uh, you know, every time I hear, especially if somebody who starts on guitar and then switches to bass, it's like uh, no matter how good of a musician they are, I can always tell that they're a guitar player trying to play bass uh, I mean no offense but it's just like you have to it's like you think differently when you're a bass player and then when you start out on bass you're almost like I think it helps you okay. as a bass player if you do that so I, I was, I, I'm glad I did and I stuck to it and I play guitar as well now but in, you know not amazingly well but enough for writing and recording purposes and uh, and I sing a little but yeah bass I stuck to bass I never really I jumped around on, on five different instruments like some people do which is which is fine right. for some people but uh, um, it worked out and, and uh, I've had a I've had an interesting journey you know so. that's pretty awesome so uh, do you have any fellow family members that are musicians and they got you started I, that's a great question because not at all I, I, I mean I I had a my older brother played a little bit of uh, keyboards and my mother as well and, and my uh, my younger brother sang the choir and played a little bit of guitar but it's very very little I mean the, 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 my musical influences never came from that at all I mean, it, it, aside from me and my older brother you know kind of collecting some records together and stuff like when we were younger most of my musical influences came from friends as far as listening to music and when they started picking up instruments and people in the neighborhood is where I got my inspiration from as far as okay it's time for me to to do it as well but yeah it was it was all from outside of the home and outside of the family for sure I mean although there's there's people aunts and whatnot that were you know obviously playing instruments and stuff but it, it didn't come from that at all I wouldn't say 
Gotcha. Well, I'm the first of the kind because I've always said I had the perfect face for radio, so I really stuck to it. Uh, you know, I, I I could sing a little bit, but I really just I just love you know watching the guys and girls on stage and listening to them do it because you know, like for example, you do it much much better. You know, so that's why I stuck yeah. to doing the radio yeah. thing. Well, I, I think that um, people that don't play are more important because they're the ones that are um, fans and they're buying the music and people like you that are in media are the ones that are like the vehicle that are transporting, right. <laughs> you know, the, the, the people and the music and the names from the, from the people that are producing the music to the people that are consuming the music. So I think without you guys, um, we wouldn't reach anybody so right on well thank you I appreciate you guys very much yeah thank you so thank you very much for that uh, and then as far as in now you said you came over here when you were about 21 did you come to California or did you live somewhere else I did I came straight to California but I, a, a couple of years before that I was an exchange student in Minnesota for wow. about five weeks I think and, and I spent a week in New York City and then I came back about two years later traveled around the United States for about another five weeks and went all over the place I came to LA for about four days and me and a buddy rented a car a convertible car and we drove around all day every day for four days and we both just fell in love with the city and he, he's not a musician at all we uh, were still great friends to this day and he he still lives here too nice. <laughs> he ended up moving here as well later on but yeah so no I, I fell in love with the city and uh, about a year and a half later I moved here and, and that's it the rest is history so, okay yeah. alright so now I would like to know and a lot of people also would like to know um, the years that you did play with Ronnie and everything and let him rest in peace I, I loved him dearly he was a great person um, he was so genuine to everybody that met him including myself um, how did that come about did you audition for him or did one of your friends say hey um, I can't make this gig or I can't do this you know uh, I need you to go and cover for me or whatever you know well you know what I'm, as far as I'm the only person in Dio Disciples that was never in Dio so um, okay. uh, everybody else was um, so I was never in Dio although I probably would it would have been a great fit um, uh, I never got to know Ronnie and I never um, uh, they never needed a bass player at the right time <laughs> so okay. when, when after Ronnie passed away and they, they continued um, right. uh, Craig Simon and Scott continued as the Dio Disciples and they were looking for a bass player so that's when I joined so uh, well I how kind of came about was I, I've known Craig right. Goldie the guitar player since about 1994 and we kept running into each other we kept in touch and, and when they uh, um, needed a, a bass player um, they called me but also Tim Rivero one of the singers I knew him for I worked with him for about five years in, in England Malstein's band so I kind of had a history with some of the people in the band and uh, I became friends briefly with uh, the other singers 
Singer only Logan right, right before I joined and we became friends and uh, in fact we were talking for two hours and I didn't know who he was and he didn't know who I was and I said hey what do you do hey I'm a singer and he's like hey what do you do I'm a bass player so awesome. <laughs> kind of interesting we had no idea so we became friends before we even knew that we were musicians and who we were and all that stuff so um, it kind of came about in, a, in, a, in a kind of an interesting way but um, so when they needed a bass player they, they all agreed that um, as far as I know <laughs> okay. they, they, they should get they should get me involved in the band so it's been a good journey I mean we've, we've been um, playing for about six years now touring right. all over the world and, and I've done some interesting shows um, we probably could have done more we had some terrible agents that wouldn't book us for whatever strange reasons but uh, we still have done some cool stuff and, and there's more to come we got an album that we're um, working on that's going to come out hopefully this year not Sweet. early next year and uh, we just signed a deal with BMG and uh generalize and everything since you said you are from Sweden and everything and you do play with Ingve, did you guys know each other before you came to the States or did you it just happened to be that he came over too and you know he did at one time live in California and he's like oh you're Swedish I'm Swedish you know we both shred I shred on guitar I shred on bass let's get together and play is that how it happened well that's a great question no it didn't happen like that at all he's about eight years older than me and he moved to California about 82, 83 when right. I was I was very young at that time I was about um, 12 right. and so no I didn't I didn't know him he, he's from Stockholm about 5 hours north of where I'm from mm-hmm. in Sweden and um, but I was when I grew up I was familiar with his music and I started learning uh, some of his songs when I was 15, 16 not, not long after I started playing bass and stuff so I was always a fan and familiar with his music and when I was a, a kid I dreamt of playing with him and stuff like that and kind of forgot about that for a while but then in the last you know last few years mm-hmm. before I started playing with him for a while I kind of I just kind of had a feeling I'd play with him one day I just didn't know when but it was you know wasn't as much a dream anymore so it was sort of like well you know I'd be a good fit you know nice. the day when the right time comes then you know so yeah I met his his drummer became friends with him I kind of just back I think this was back in the day when they had MySpace I ran, oh, wow. ran into his MySpace page uh, by accident and, I, and I'm like what is this guy so I just sent him a message and I said hey how's it going and uh, which drummer was this know, at the time this was Patrick oh, oh okay he was, in, yeah. he was in the band for about 13 years yeah now. So, not Anders, not the first guy, but the, the um, guy that was in for a long time, and uh, up till about, you know, three, four years ago. Right. Um, so, so after that, 
you know, sent him a message, and, and then he was like, well, I kind of figured he lived in Florida, and he did, and he sent me a message back and said, hey, by the way, I'm in Los Angeles right now, let's have coffee or whatever, so we became friends, we kept in touch, and a couple of years later, uh, he was touring, and he said, hey, uh, let's hang out, and, and maybe you can drive me to, to sound check after I got, you know, because he was touring with England at the time, and I said, sure, and then uh, bass player went to the bathroom, and, and Patrick said, hey, listen, grab the bass, I grabbed the bass, I played a song with him at Soundcheck, and, you know, another year, year and a half went by, and uh, they needed a bass player, and they had a, they had a show, a, the NAM show, actually, and, and uh, no rehearsal, and they said, listen, you gotta learn these 10 songs, and just show up and play. Wow. <laughs> that was probably the, one of my most brutal audition in my life, um, <laughs> and uh, I did, and I nailed it, and, and the rest is history. So that was uh, quite interesting. Cool. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Nice. All right. So you talk about influences and everything. So generally speaking, uh, if you could be in any band uh, or live or dead, who would you want to play in a band with that you haven't? Oh, my gosh. Oh, that, that I have not. Yes. Oh. Uh, can I pick as you know, the various musicians? Yeah, so, okay, we'll start with vocals. Like, who would you want as your vo- lead singer? Oh, I have to think about it now, because, uh, <laughs> um, wow, that, that's, a, that's a really great question. <laughs> um, well, um, well, maybe Ronnie James Dio. I would probably stick um, for vocals. Okay. Um, guitar. Uh, guitar. Eddie Van Halen. Okay. Uh, keyboard. And keyboards. I uh, would say John Lord. Okay. And of course, drums. Um. That's a really tough question. Um, I, I played with a lot of the drummers already. That um, <laughs> that would be my favorite drummers. Um, but let's say somebody I have not played with. Um, oh gosh, that, that's a tough one. Okay. Um, maybe Ian Face from from Deep Purple. Wow. Okay. I'm pretty stoked about that tour, up and coming tour, Purple and Priest. <laughs> Speaking of. Yeah. So. Well, on vocals, but I mean, it's a tough one between Ronnie James Dio and Rob Halford, I would probably say. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty amazing. Which, I, well, actually, in fact, I have played with Rob Halford, but I don't know if you want to count that as a, you know, no. as the, uh, that, like, the so you, fantasy camp as an instructor. I played, you know, so. Wow. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so. So you've played with a lot of rock uh, royalty because of who you've played with I, so far. Yes, I, I have been. I, I, I have to say I've been, been lucky and it, it's been a pretty amazing journey, I'd have to say. You know, it's uh, interesting. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Uh, so now, as you have been in the business for quite a while and everything, and uh, the media is definitely different and radio is different, MTV isn't like it used to, um, as far as in, like, what do you do on your day off when you're not playing? Do you practice when even when you're not touring? 
like um, every day? Sometimes. Okay. I think I do more like playing, you know, um, just I, I, in the last few years, I just came to the conclusion that when I, whenever I pick up the bass, it, I need to have fun with it, you know. Okay. I mean, it, occasionally I'll, I'll sit down and do exercises, but it'll, it's more when I need to feel like I need to get warmed up for, you know, a tour or a session or something like that. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I'll, I'll pick up one of my bases, whether it's a fretless bass or a five string or, or uh, you know, just to have fun with it. That, that's my main thing if it's just for for uh, those purposes. But um, other than that, it's usually for working purposes as far as writing and recording and, and uh, as a working bass player, I think I've played more as than, than, you know, just pure jamming or practicing, you know, so uh, I, I, take, I take breaks. I mean, I definitely don't pick it up every day. I, I, I hate to say that, but I, I really don't. But, um, you know, and, and there's a lot of other things involved in, in I used to say, unfortunately, these days, you, you have the whole thing of social media and, and uh, a lot of emailing and scheduling and things like that. So there's a lot of that that goes into uh, um, the, the schedule, the, the, the everyday schedule and stuff like that. So, um, but, uh, I mean, I, I, I try to enjoy my time off and right. go up go hiking and go to the beach or, or do things that are relaxing as well. So it's trying to find good balance when I can. You know? Awesome. <laughs> nice. But, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I've been known as a car enthusiast and everything, so i got to ask you, what kind of car do you drive? Oh, <laughs> be very exciting to you but no, I, I drive a Volvo actually I was just about to ask you are you a Volvo guy or a Saab guy <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've never been a Saab guy and I, I, I'm not sure why but I've never for whatever reason I mean they're, they're good cars and, and right. uh, um, um, you know as, as a, any mechanic would probably tell you they're probably nice to work on but um, yeah I mean I, the Volvos I, I think for whatever reason I think I I I got the Volvo because it was the, for the cargo space and for safety and for different reasons like that. Yeah. Um, I, I think some of them are good, durable cars, but I, they uh, um, some of them are very overrated as far as that goes. That's just my opinion. Okay. Um, and you get the right model, yes, they can be very durable. They can be very nice. Absolutely. Uh, good cars. Overall, they're good cars, yeah. Okay. What's in your CD player right now? Oh, <laughs> I don't even know. I mean, I, to be honest with you, right? Um, I don't play CDs, and uh, I think all my CD plays, except for the one in the computer, are, are, are broken pretty much. Oh, okay. I don't really play CDs, unfortunately. I, I thought of getting another uh, a good one, actually. Funny enough, you asked that um, <laughs> uh, again, but... Uh, uh, I, I like the whole, you know, uh, MP3. The ones where you can put like five or six CDs. Oh, okay. And you can do the random play. That's that's what I want to do is start playing CDs again. But I kind of just listen to stuff on on the streaming websites, which you know I really don't care too much for because they don't really pay. Right. They should, as far as for the songwriters and artists. But, um, 
um, and I do more of that. And I do a lot of silence too. <laughs> I, 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 I listen to a lot of nothing, which is kind of relaxing and, and enjoyable for All me right. a lot of times. So. so, speaking of like music and everything, who would you say is your favorite band of all time? Oh wow. Um, it, it's, that's a great question because I, I, I couldn't probably just pick one. Um, I mean, one that probably has the most impressive collection and um, as far as diversity, yes, I would probably say Led Zeppelin, but um, I, I mean, I, I have to pick probably four or five bands. I mean, I made Judas Priest, the classic metal bands, and um, Led Zeppelin would be one of them. store that was brought over to the states here Ikea how do you pronounce it is it pronounced Ikea or is it pronounced something different it's pronounced Ikea Ikea, Ikea. okay yeah so, us and Jersey people say it. the initials for um, the, the founder right Ingvar Ingvar Kamprod which is his first and last name and the A uh, sorry the E and the A are uh, the towns and the township where he grew up <laughs> so uh, that's pretty interesting but uh, yeah he just passed away not too long ago it was a couple of months ago but uh, oh, wow. yeah okay yeah, Ikea was actually founded um, I'd say about 35 40 minutes from where I grew up so oh wow it's, uh, for, yeah it's something that's been with me since I was very very young that I remember going to when I was even three, four years old, my parents uh, went took me there and before um, I tagged along, I should say. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that was the very first um, IKEA store was was down there in oh. Sweden. So interesting. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then also, of course there's the great chef that came from Sweden. You got you know Marcus um, Samuelson. You know grew up oh, in yeah, Sweden yeah. too. So uh -huh. and, and been, oh yeah. yeah, absolutely. So and I've been to his restaurant in the city and stuff like that. So. Um, like I said, we're on oh, the East great, Coast great. there, so you definitely have to check it out the next time you're in the East Coast. Oh, yeah. You have to check it out. I'd love to. Yeah, yeah you'll be quite I'd pleased. So. Oh, All right. cool, cool. Uh, so through the years, like I said, you played with so many great people and everything. Do you still keep in touch with, like, Ingve, Vi, Tony? I don't keep in touch with Ingbe uh, at all. Uh, Tony, uh, I do. I keep in touch with. Him. We're still friends, and we we uh, um, we go out for beers sometimes and hang out and stuff like that. Um, um, 
Like, is there a certain... I, I with, well, a lot of people. With Robin McCauley, we're still good friends. And, awesome. Um, he's, he's out most of the time when, whenever he's on tour with Michael Schenker. He's out with the, with the Rock Vault in Las Vegas. And yes. I see him from time to time out there. And, and uh, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I see people from time to time. Carlos Cavazzo, I'm still good friends with. I see from time to time and here in Los Angeles and, uh, and and various people. I mean, I'm still good friends with most most of the people I, I used to play with. Uh, I mean, we all go separate ways and we life goes on and people move and, you know, um, so obviously, you know, people have families and all that kind of stuff. So it's uh, not that you see a lot of people all the time, but... Um, but it's nice, you know, and it's it's kind of cool when you have a history together and you have memories and, of touring and, and whatnot, and, and uh, uh, it's nice to, uh, you know, stay friends with people, and, and it's interesting, too, how sometimes you uh, you play in a band and with, with people, and, and uh, somebody brings you into a band, you don't see that person maybe ever again, but you become friends with new people in the band and you stay friends with them and it's kind of interesting how what kind of roads life takes you on and and uh, looking back how you know how things kind of turn out it's pretty quite interesting right on gotcha so a couple more questions because I know you're quite busy and everything so um, no worries no worries okay have you ever been starstruck um, yeah, sure. Cool. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm probably not, a, I'm not a very starstruck person. I'm not, I mean, there's certain people that, um, I think as far as the, uh, more the, the playing style or people, you know. Right. Um, sure. I mean, you know, uh, and, and there's still probably certain people that I, I would probably be, um, pleased to meet in, in, in that sense. But, uh, sure. I mean, there's been a, there's been a few, you know. Cool. Um, and, and, you know, and it's just some people like play with in the past where you kind of have to pinch yourself a little bit sometimes and go like, well, is this really happening or whatever? But I think the older I get to, I, you know, tend to always, uh, you know, to look at people that I meet and play with as, as the humans that they are. And I kind of look past that whole thing pretty quickly. Right on. Um, and and uh, but that's, that's a great question. Thank I've you. never really been a Star Trek person, and I think it I think it helps when you're in the industry. And uh, um, it's, I think I think it works against people more than for them. I, I, I don't know. I think. Um, you know, there's a weird vibe with that that people don't necessarily feel comfortable with if, when people feel starstruck. So, um, especially if you're working with them, I mean, fans are is one thing, you know. But uh, right, yeah. So, all right. Has there been a place that you're fond of playing? Like your favorite place to play? Oh, oh absolutely. I mean, there's certain venues. I mean, I, it's the certain countries. I would I would say like some of my favorite countries are. Are uh, Spain, Italy, uh, and, and Mexico. I mean, it just, it, the fans are just very, very passionate, and the crowd is amazing. Right. Um, and then, and then, you know, there's there's certain venues too that have a, good, have a certain vibe. I mean, there's one 
and Google, oh, which has yes. um, quite a history, but it also has it has a good vibe, and it's hard to explain. But um, anybody who's ever played it kind of knows what I'm talking about. And it's just one of those things where it has a vibe, and uh, of a reason why it has you know a lot of history is because of that vibe. Um, so it's one of my favorite places. I like a lot of the House of Blues venues that we have in America. Right. Um, have good to have good acoustics. When a when a venue has good acoustics, you can usually hear it and feel it on stage as well. But you can see it in the crowd's uh, face right. and, and their faces and their reaction. So that's always uh, uh, nice. So uh, yeah, I played a lot of good venues and and. Uh, but definitely, I mean, there's a difference, and sometimes it's acoustic, sometimes it's just the energy, sometimes it's just the vibe that certain venues have that, that um, others don't, you know, and it's, it's sometimes hard to explain, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, certain crowds are definitely more passionate than others, um, and, and, I mean, I've had complete tours where, you know, almost every country's been great. I mean, Europe, yeah, obviously can all be great, and the same thing with um, all parts of the world can, can be great. Right. But, uh, you know, certain countries uh, seem to never fail. They're always amazing. And, and, and uh, I think, um, to me, Spain, Italy, and, and uh, Mexico are some of the most uh, incredible Okay. Um, is there anything else um, for future musicians of today? Is there any words of wisdom that you could give everybody that listens to my show and uh, that are up and coming musicians? Like, what you recommend to do? Yeah. I, I just say just listen to your heart and play play exactly the stuff that you want to play and write exactly what you want to write. Don't don't try to follow any trends. And, uh, I mean, you know, as far as selling recorded music has become more and more difficult. Uh, if you going to become a musician, you really, really have to love it. It can't be a question of, you know, do I love it enough? Because if you don't, then don't do it. You know, um, it can still be a lucrative business. It can be a good business for somebody who has, who is, uh, you know, a good musician or a good songwriter. But you have to be uh, a good business person. You can't. You have to have good business sense. If you don't have good business sense, uh, it's, it's not going to work, especially in the music business. So you, the business side of things um, are extremely important to understand. And uh, um, but if, if you can get that together and, and you can stay sober and stay away from drugs and all that stuff, um, it can be great, you know? Awesome. Um, it's hard to say what the future holds. I mean, obviously already most of the uh, revenue comes from live music and not so much uh, from recording music. So it's a, it's a little bit of a um, tricky thing at the moment. I, hopefully that'll you know, ease up and, and we'll, we'll figure all that stuff out. But, uh, yeah, I just, I, I just stay true to your heart and, and to have fun, whether you're a hobby player or professional, I tell everybody that you got to have fun. If you don't have fun, if you're not having fun, you're, you know, you're, you're on the wrong track. So that's, that's the most important thing. 
Right on. Okay, and last but not least, uh, what can we expect in the near future? What can we promote for you? And what can you say? Are you coming out with like a cookbook, a wine, an autobiography? Now it's oh your time God. to plug away. Come out with all of that. Yeah, why not? Yes, no, very true. And uh, I thought of uh, some of these things. I started writing a book. It's not, probably not going to be out anytime soon. Okay. Um, um, I thought of the whole wine or, or, or whiskey thing and all that stuff. Um, it's nothing I'm working on, but uh, I got more music coming out with my own band, Soul Sign, and we're going to um, release something this year. And. Uh, we got the Dia Disciples record that we're working on, so that's that's in the works. Um, um, I'm involved in some other bands as well, so uh, uh, you know I just played um, on a record with the artist Tara Lynch, that um, the great singer and guitar player that just uh, came out with her debut album and uh, got a great lineup, great production, great songs, and cool. That's a really good record, and she's going to do uh, some shows this year and. Uh, and also Plenty Heavy is another band I got with uh, Greg Mara and Mike Hansen who also also came out with an album this year and um, so there's a lot of cool stuff I do sessions all the time for different people and, and uh, um, there's, there's going to be some cool things coming out there's a few things I've played on that haven't been released yet so I'm excited to <laughs> myself here in the final mixes of all that stuff and you know um, so yeah you know and uh, who knows what's next you know I, I get uh, requests and calls all the time about you know um, playing on people's albums and doing tours and all kinds of stuff so sweet um, yeah it'll be interesting you know so um, but yeah definitely Soul Sign and, and Dear Disciples are my main projects and and uh, we're uh, we're excited about that so um, and uh, and we can find you in all well, forms uh, of social media correct yes I'm on on uh, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and, and all that stuff so okay um, everybody can find me there uh, under my first and last name and Bjorn uh, England at B-J-O-R-N-E-N-G-L-E-N and uh, yeah and you have your own personal so, website as well I do yeah bjornengland.com cool. so uh, yeah like where there's tour dates and Awesome. store where people can buy buy CDs and pictures and strings and, and whatnot so uh, so I just wanted to yeah. say uh, on behalf of myself and my producer couldn't make it today but I just wanted to say thank you on behalf of them and also your fans uh, are very excited to see you in the near future I know I am uh, and thank you for taking the opportunity to talk to me I know you've been quite busy and we will pleasure. definitely talk in the very near future so that's great man I appreciate, appreciate no problem time and, and uh, it's been great thank been you great Psycho Steve presents you can hear more from Psycho Steve on Hair Today on Tomorrow every Wednesday on iTunes and SoundCloud the interview sessions are also on YouTube get your merch at zazzle.com backslash psycho steve presents hair today gone tomorrow follow psycho steve on all social media 
platforms Facebook at Psycho Steve Rocks, Instagram at the underscore real underscore psycho underscore Steve, Twitter at Real Psycho Steve. For requests or dedications, or if you're in a band and want us to play your music or be interviewed, or for advertising inquiries, email us at Psycho Steve Presents at gmail.com. Psycho Steve Presents Hair Today Gone Tomorrow is brought to you by Pearlswag Enterprises LLC. Please join Psycho Steve every Wednesday and Friday here on Hair.